Hello and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I'm here with an album review of uh, this one's something that is, is really close to my heart. I love this album very much. It's probably one that you're not familiar with, very unlikely, except for one specific person <laughs> that I know that knows this album. Um, this is a collection of traditional gypsy songs that were uh, recorded by various artists and they're uh, they're just these wonderful songs that these people would sing, um, often referred to as Roma music. We're talking from like Yugoslavia, that era. I don't know very much about the history of things. I don't want to say anything that's inaccurate. So that's really about all I know as far as the the history of it goes. Uh, what I can tell you is, much like I do with my Uriah Heat podcast, to me these songs, uh, for for my experience are not as much about how they came to be as they are just getting into the songs and enjoying them for what they are. Uh, they're all sung in a language that's foreign to me, so I only know a little bit about the stories behind them, the two songs that I know I'll share with you, uh, and and very little even at that. Um, some of these songs, uh, as I, I've seen multiple versions of, especially our second song, uh, which I'll talk about more when I get to that. And I've heard plenty of versions of that song. Uh, But this one on this album is the one that really just warms my heart. And maybe it's because I heard it first, but I think there's something really special about this version of song two. Um, This music was brought to my attention around 2007, which is really interesting because this album came out in February of 2007. Um, I met my friend Miriana, who was singing with Cirque du Soleil at the time at Mystere, and I wanted to, you know, really expand my horizons. I was working on becoming a film composer at the time. I had done, uh, I was just about to do my first uh, group challenges. No, actually, I take that back. I had done one film challenge several years earlier, which I still have yet to see. Um, But uh, this was kind of like, okay, I did that as a one-off and just let it go. And then I got back into it and met uh, the Phoenix Independent Filmmakers Group run by Tamara McDaniel and started doing those. So right around the time I met Miriana in person was a week before those challenges started. And so, you know, around the time that I met her, I knew I was going to be heading back into that. I wanted to really expand my horizons. I said, well, tell me about the music that you grew up with. And this was the the kind of stuff that she was talking about, this wonderful traditional gypsy music, uh, again, often referred to as Roma music. And it uh, it really, really caught me right off the bat. I thought this is something that's new to me. It's been around for a long time, but it's new to me. And I really like it. I connected with it very quickly. Maybe it's that, you know, we kind of follow our own set of rules type thing. Um, you know, we don't fit into the crowd type thing. I don't know exactly what it is. But because I don't know the stories of the songs, I just know the vocals as an instrument uh, because I don't know the language. It's a really unique experience. And I I really often, even with words that are sung in English, uh, a lot of times I hear the voice as an instrument and don't really pay attention to exactly what the story is that they're telling. Um, but I just hear it as another, you know, guitar, vocal, drums, whatever. But these uh, these songs are really wonderful. I, I really like them all. Some obviously more than others. And I'll get to that. I think there's a couple that I'm like, yeah, I usually skip it when I listen to the album for some reason. And when I do go back and listen to those songs on uh, upon a listen of the of the entire album, I'm like, why do I skip this? This is a good song. 
you know, but I'm usually like, I want to hear the next one so bad that, yeah, whatever this song, let's, let's get to the one I want to hear right now. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting experience. It's very cultural, very, uh, different from the kind of music that I grew up on because I did not grow up on world music at all. Um, reggae was something I was, I would say slightly aware of probably more because of the police than actual reggae music. And, you know, I, I would, I would hear some pieces, but it was mostly like Motown and uh, 70s music. And, you know, because of my grandfather, we listened to some Benny Goodman and, you know, swing music. But for the most part, it was, it was, you know, 60s and 70s music, you know, whether it would be British or American. And that was what I grew up on. So this was completely foreign to me. And I was so grateful to experience it. I have several albums now in this genre that I enjoy. This one, though, is my favorite. And I think it's because it's it was maybe my introduction to it or what, I'm not sure. But in any case, there are many great artists out there to check out. Uh, if you guys like what you hear on this, research some of the artists themselves that are on here. As I said, this is the collection. I have listed in the show notes the songs and who did them so that you can copy and paste those into your browser, Google them, you know, do whatever you like and uh, and experience more. You can also just, um, you know, just like Google something like Yugoslavian gypsy music or or something like that and see what you get. But there's a lot of it out there. I think it's pretty cool that, you know, a lot of this doesn't really, or a lot of the, the other albums that I have, they don't really sound like they were recorded in a studio. They sound like they were just recorded at an event or, you know, some performance that they gave for for a group of people. And I like that. Some of these do sound like they were recorded in a studio, but uh, I don't think that necessarily takes away from that feeling of the old tradition and all that, because I think you you kind of immerse yourself in the music and you get there pretty quickly. Uh, the sound is pretty clean, though, I will say that. So, you know, if you want to learn what the instruments are doing or anything, this gives you a much better opportunity to do that than something that was kind of, you know, a muddy recording at a, a live performance. So that being said, and thank you, Mariana, for introducing me to this music. I love it. Let's get into the first song. Uh, this uh, Now, I'm not going to be able to pronounce a lot of these, so I'm going to just go by song number for the most part. Uh, this one, I can say uh, my best pronunciation of it is Gate Naglabo. And the only translation that I've been able to find for this song is basically underwear on my head. So I'm guessing this is just a you know, a fun song or satire, or I'm just being ridiculous in this song or what, I'm not sure. I know that this artist, uh, Zoran Preden, has two other songs on this album that are not really comedy. So, um, well, maybe they are. I don't know the stories. <laughs> so it's hard to say. Uh, one of them, I think, could be the other one. Just musically, I would have a hard time saying it's comedy. But you know what? You never know. I mean, I put Christmas stories to horror music, so I kind of think anything's possible. If cauliflower can be a pizza, anything in this world is possible. And that is now a reality. So let's get into this first song. Uh, I'll give you a sample of it and see what you guys think. I will say the one interesting thing, um, you could probably find it on eBay or maybe Discogs, but uh, I did not find an iTunes entry for this album. I did find it on Amazon and I have the link there. Um, there may be other places that you can get it, uh, but those are normally the places that I go to for purchasing music these days. iTunes is my number one. Um, Amazon or Discogs is a second. Usually I would say Amazon would probably be more likely to be my second because then the artist still gets paid. If you start going like to Discogs and eBay, 
it, but that's if you can't find it anywhere else, then what are you going to do? You know, if it's out of print, it's out of print or, or you know, maybe temporarily unavailable or whatever. Um, this album uh, probably just had a short run. There was a whole series of these albums that came out and I used to find them at a place called Fry's Electronics, which recently, unfortunately, went out of business. But they had this wonderful music section back in the day. And they had, you know, popular current music, but they had all kinds of new age music and nature and relaxation and uh, this kind of stuff, you know, a whole different world section. And I picked up a few. It was kind of hit and miss. The CDs were like four and five dollars a piece most of the time. So you weren't investing a whole lot if you got one and, you know, it didn't really pan out. You weren't losing a whole lot. But usually there was at least one or two tracks on an album that were, you know, worth getting the album for. Uh, for me on this one, it's all of them, but that's, that's how this album came to be since we don't really have record stores in the same way per se. Um, I don't know. It, it really would come down to like keyword or category searches, I think, to find this kind of stuff, but it's certainly doable. So anyway, here is the first song, Agate Naglavo. Svinčni kao nos Moj angel sreće Je pač lačan in bos Gate na glavo Pa dva svinčni kao nos Moj angel sreće Je pač lačan in bos I like the campfire at the beginning. It certainly sets the tone for the album, considering that these are gypsies. They were often, you know, just camping where they could on their journey to wherever they were going, town to town, trying to raise money, whatever it was. And uh, I, I clearly don't know much about the gypsy culture, but um, I, I do know that there were there were a lot of there was a lot of traveling involved and a lot of um, just kind of plopping down wherever you were at and saying, here's where we're going to stop for the night. Um, so I like the campfire idea. It The album feels that way anyway. I don't know if that was intended to be part of the song or if that was something that they added for this release to to set the tone for this particular album. But either way, uh, I love the mandolin on this. I think the picking is beautiful. I think it's a very patient song. You know, um, the tempo does speed up as, as it goes on a little bit. But uh, for the most part, it's a pretty patient song. And I think that works really well for that style of picking because if it gets too fast, and there are songs that, that do that. If it gets too fast, it gets, you know, just everything kind of gets sounding muddy. Uh, but here you can clearly hear everything. You hear the vocals. You can hear the mandolin. Um, I think there's an acoustic guitar in there as well. Either way, uh, it sounds fantastic. And he actually does get quite passionate towards the end. If he really is singing about underwear on his head, then he's passionate about singing about underwear on his head. If he's singing about something else, then that's okay, too. But it is a good song. It's a great album opener. You know, it gives you that feel of, uh, you know, like I said, the mandolin and just uh, the tone of what the music on this album is going to be like, kind of what you can expect. 
And uh, I really dig this song. I listen to it a lot. I wish I could sing along with it, but my my syllable memory is not good enough to get even through the first verse. But it is a, a fun song, and it's one I've listened to many, many times. Um, okay, so our second song, this is my favorite on the album. I love this song. I've listened to it over and over and over again. I have heard many versions of it, but this is the one, uh, like I was saying in the intro, this is the one that really just grabs me. Um, this is by a band called Ezerke, and I've seen them listed also as Ezerke 7-8, like 7-8 or 7-8 time, which isn't a real thing. Um, but in any case, it's uh, a really interesting band. They're a large band, too, it seems like. And this song is called Eleno Kerko, and I have seen an English translation of the song, and it's basically about this girl asking her mom if she can buy a hat. And there are multiple versions. I'm sure that there's different like gender changes and different ways of telling the story. Obviously, it's a, tra- a traditional song and it's been done many different ways. But that's the particular um, bit that I was able to find on it. But I, I love this version, the accordions, the, the violins, the, or I guess it would be a fiddle. In this case, um, everything is just amazing. The vocals are phenomenal. Um, I'm going to quit selling it because I don't need to. I think the song can sell itself. So let's check it out. Here is this version of Eleno Kirko by Ezerki. I could just sit here and listen to the whole song and forget I was doing a podcast. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Um, the Just the sound of the vocals is really lovely. I love the accordions in here, the picking of the mandolin, the percussion. I think I hear a darabuka in the background there. Not sure what they would be using for percussion up in the front. Um, it could be a couple different things, I would imagine, that have a similar sound. But either way, I like it. The bass is nice and prominent in there. And it, it just has such a beautiful sound and, and flow to it. You know, uh, it, you, you hear the scale in there as it goes back up and you think the chorus is going to end and they go back into it again. Uh, really nice. And just these angelic vocals. Uh, like I said, the, the, I've seen a live clip of them and I can't remember what the song was, but they, they were a pretty large band of, of vocalists plus all the, the musicians. So um, really cool band. I haven't seen a lot that they've released. So, you know, again, they might not have just had a lot of opportunity to get into the studio, but they are certainly ones that if they, you know, if they had an album out or if I could find an album from them, I would certainly want to check it out. If anything else that they do sounds even remotely like this, there's a good chance I would absolutely love it. Um, Very, very cool stuff. This this next one is called Robinia. 
and I don't know anything about it. I just know what the song sounds like. So I'm just going to get right into it. Here we go. What a great build that song has at the beginning, you know, just just adding the layers of of mandolin and sounds. I love that vocalizing that we hear, uh, you know, and it seems like a lot of these songs that I've heard in this genre are pretty much like the first and second lines go along the same note, then they go up for the third one and then back down for the fourth one. That seems like a fairly common style, but then I don't know a huge amount about this style. Uh, I I just know the ones that I've heard, which has only been a handful of albums. Um, But it's a really cool song. The bass line keeps that song grooving. Lots of great percussion. Again, I think that's a Darabuka. Um, Really, really cool song. And I, I think like the combination of the bass line and the percussion really keep it going. And then the mandolins uh, just add such a a beautiful sound to it. That picking is phenomenal. So clean and precise, um, really keeps a smooth smooth rhythm going on that as well. Because really, with this kind of picking, the mandolin is just as much rhythmic as it is uh, melodic. So obviously, I'm doing good at finding words today. But in any case, uh, yeah, it's a great song. Great song. I really like it. The voice is, uh, you know, really uh, uh, deep, which I like for for that song. I, I think if it was any, you know, if it wasn't as deep, I think the song wouldn't be as powerful. So a nice deep voice on this is good. And again, much like the opening song, he does have a couple points where he's like really boisterous uh, with his voice and and really passionate about what he's singing. So uh, another one I can I can highly recommend. Um, song number four. I'm just going to call it song number four because I have no idea how to pronounce that. And it, it, it's funny, like a lot of these, even as well as I know these songs, when I try to pronounce them, I just feel like I sound stupid. So I just, I'm not going to do it. But this goes back to our opening songwriter, uh, Zoran Preden, who is doing song number four. Here we go. kurba <laughs> Pusti betonske nosilce, naj ga nosio. Adio pamet, da ne zgremo na izgled. Ilegalni pubertetnik, družbi dveh deklet. Za menoj potrebni junci,
This is the kind of song that, you know, you just kind of lay back on the ground and look up at the stars while they're playing. Um, wonderful mandolin playing on here. Love the acoustic guitar as well. I love his voice, too. It's so deep and rich. I really I'm jealous of that because my voice, I think, is pretty thin. And, you know, as I've said in the past, part of that is because of the damage I've done to it. But I always had kind of a thin voice, to be honest. Um, that's that's, you know, that's life. No big deal. But I really do like his voice on this. And there's a point where uh, there's some backing vocals in there as well. Just like, you know, some people sitting around him just chiming in, which is uh, a really nice surprise later on in the song. But that's basically the song. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get crazy at all. Apart from that, it's just a really nice, simple song. And I think that's the thing is a lot of these songs are just nice and simple, you know. And if you think back to some of the, the most famous rock songs, too, they're really nice and simple, a simple riff. And everybody backing that riff and, uh, you know, good vocal and, and there you go. So, yeah, this is a cool song. Uh, it's definitely nice to slow things down a little bit by the time you get to around song three or four. So I think that they did a, a, a good job with the order of the songs on this album as well. Um, song five, I also am not even going to, to not even going to try and pronounce way out of my league. But uh, but I love the music. Here it is. Ogivota nisam puno tražio samo malo pjesme ljubavi kada sam volio stvarno sam volio u moci došla ljubavi mnoge noći you know, I don't know that I've specifically shook in the hand of somebody who plays mandolin like this, but those guys have to have a serious grip. Listen to how much they're playing, just constant picking back and forth. Um, it just seems like that would be a hell of a workout. So their wrists and, and hands have just got to be really strong. Um, I really like this song. I, it seems different to me than the other songs. There's something different in the recording, or maybe it's just this, what the style of it brings out. But it really feels like this is a, a much older song. Like if I think of vintage, in fact, I'll tell you exactly what, remi- what it reminds me of. And this is going to make no sense whatsoever, but it does. Uh, there was a Bruce Lee movie called Fist of, not Fist of Fury. It was Return of the Dragon. That's the one. And uh, Nora Mayo goes and picks him up at the airport. She's giving him a tour of the town and they go to this fountain. And I can't remember exactly what the music is that they're playing there, but this seems like it came from that time. So this would have been like, what, early 70s. And it also it, it also feels like it was recorded then. It just feels like it's different than the rest of the songs, the sonic quality of it. But I very much like it. I, I think it's a it's a lovely song. Um, again, another uh, you know deep voice vocalist here, which uh, not as deep as Zorin, but uh, but still deeper than mine. And uh, it's a really cool song. That's pretty much it. You know, it it um, it, it kind of stays within this vein for the rest of the song. But it's a it's a fun song, no doubt about it. And uh, I, I I really wish I knew what they were singing about on this one because I feel there's a really passionate story in here that I can only appreciate based on the emotion I'm hearing in the vocal. 
but uh, it's a pretty cool song just the same. Um, our next song, wow, we're already on song six already, halfway through the album, is called Gypsy Song. I can pronounce that. There are so many great moments in this song, and I don't want to spoil them all for you, but I will say that there is a very interesting, what sounds like a fiddle and and maybe making some uh, interesting noises on the fiddle, but also a great uh, backing vocal as this song builds, because really here we're only hearing the opening of it, and it builds into a much uh, wider sounding song. I love the percussion on it. Um, the whole thing just has such a, an interesting feel and it's so different than the music that I'm used to listening to, which is like that standard, um, you know, pop sound or rock sound or metal sound, um, because that's really what I focused on for most of, of my life. So this is a really refreshing song. It's just interesting to hear percussive textures being done in this manner, how you put a vocal to a, a structure like this. Um, all in all, yeah, another great song and uh, happily one I can actually uh, pronounce. So that being said, we're back to ones I can't pronounce again. And so I will happily just call this song seven. And uh, I think the band is pronounced Sari Roma. I could be wrong on that. But here's their music. <laughs> Sakrite moje tragove, da me ona ne prati, da me nikad ne nađe. Well, this one is a little bit more modern in sound. You know, you've got the orchestra hit sound at the beginning. You've got a keyboard pad in the background uh, with the with the shaker. And uh, I love how it just starts out like it's going to explode, but then it backs off and you just hear the shaker and the, the keyboard pad. Um, but pretty exciting song. It's It's got a great groove to it. I would imagine it's very danceable. Um, regardless of where it was played, I bet there'd be somebody out there dancing to this because it's a, such a good groove. And the percussion is great on it. I love the vocals. Um, the mandolin is phenomenal. Maybe one of the best on the album. Uh, it's just, it's a kick-ass song. And it's one that, you know, if that doesn't get you off of your feet or at least get your, your foot tapping, um, you may not have a soul. You may be dead and not know it. I think that's very possible. But it's a great song, very energetic, and um, really glad that they included this on the album. I'm really glad they included all these songs on the album because like I said, I mean, every one of these for me 
it's just a new world, a new joy, something very cool to experience. Um, so yeah, check that one out. That's that's a really uh, a good a good solid energetic track. Um, which brings us to track nine, and I'm not gonna try. I'm not even gonna try. Not even gonna try. I'm just gonna play it for you. This is such an amazing song. I mean, those local layers are just fantastic. It's almost like the gypsy version of a barbershop quartet you know, without that extra high, but you've got that bass voice in there, which is really deep and thickens everything up um, because you've got no music. So, you know, it's, it's all based on the vocals. I love the reverb that they selected for this too, because it makes the song sound very big, even though it's just vocals and uh, it's very well blended, very well mixed. Um, Not much to say about it. This is one that I usually skip over. And then I'm like, when I do listen to, I'm like, why do I skip over this song? It's actually really good. And then I go back to skipping over it because I think I don't like it as much. And then I go back to listening to it again. So it's a a ridiculous cycle that I will break by the year 2092. Um, But a good song, nonetheless, very, uh, very lovely vocal layers is the best way that I can describe it. Um, That brings us to song number nine, which is called Pomagelli. Don't know what it means, but that's what it's called. And this is uh this is kind of just a fun party song to me. <laughs> You know, they could be singing about how hard their lives are or everything that they've lost or how depressed they are. And you would not know it based on the music. Uh, it's a very fun and energetic song. I love that the way that it looks when you read the title, Pomagelli, is not actually the way that they sing it. They kind of invert it and put the palm at the end. That's that's That was the first thing I think that struck me once I looked at the title while I was listening to the song one time. Um, but in any case, it's, it's a fun song. There's a lot of nice layers to it. It really energetic. I love that walking bass line. It's reminiscent of, I would say, you know, the, the closest we could come would probably be country music 
uh, here in the States, you know, just, just based on the baseline, nice thump and bass drum. Uh, the song just really moves. It's very energetic. How can you not smile when you're listening to a song that is that much fun, whether you understand it or not, doesn't even matter. Just listening to the music, feeling the beat and the bass line. Um, just a fantastic song, great vocals. I love those little fill-ins that they put in there, the different voices coming in, saying a, a, a few things here and there. Uh, really cool, very energetic, and, and one of another one of my favorites on the album. Um, that brings us to track 10, which is our final entry from Zoran Preden on this album. Um, and it I don't know what the title means. It's, it doesn't mean what it sounds like it would mean in English, which is mental bonbon. Uh, it's mental, M-O-N-T-O-L. And then bonbon is one word. I'm sure it is not the delicious ice cream treat. It is something completely different. Although I have toyed with what the idea of a, of like the English translation mental, M-E-N-T-A-L, and then bonbon, the delicious sugary treat what that might be. And I, I was never able to narrow down an actual concept for it because it's pretty ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been known to do a comedy song here or there. So maybe one day that will appear. But so far after, you know, like 15, 14 years of listening to this album, I don't have a damn clue. Um, but here it is. Crna levinja na brisači leži Preko svojih hripčkov gleda moške kot smeti Zavidam brisači ki očitno dobro ve Kako je fajn v dolinah kamor nihče ne sme Nise mi pokazal da sem bil pripravljen dat Svojo dušo polno šarma, svojo pozno pomlad Umival bi noge in sprehajal bi psa, naenkrat mi je glasno rekla, mentul bombud. Yeah, no clue what that means, but... Uh, I do feel something in the vocal. I'm not sure exactly what emotions I'm picking out of it. I feel that he's telling a story that really means something to him. But uh, again, we've got some great mandolin picking. We've got a nice fiddle added to it. Um, Very weird opening, kind of like prying a rusty nail out of a a very dense wood. (laughs) But whatever that was meant to be, I don't know. Again, that could have something to do with the lyrics. I, I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is this is a, a great song, and I love the mandolin picking. I love the sound of it overall. I love that walking bass line. Again, you know, kind of um, reminiscent of, of our country music here in the States. Um, but really cool. I, I, I have heard a few more from Zorin uh, a while back, and as I recall, I really liked them. I couldn't find an album at the time from him. But what I'm starting to wonder about this album is, are these traditional songs that maybe they said, all right, we're going to put a budget together. We're going to bring you guys into the studio. So, you know, instead of playing them the way that you do in a campfire, like, you know, you can do what you want with them. You can you can do some layering in the recording. So I don't know how they sounded, you know, when they perform these things for for people. But um, I have a feeling that they might have been beefed up a little bit for the studio. You know, hey, we're going to record these. Let's make them the best they can be. 
And that, of course, is always opinion. Um, the word best is a, a a wild card, you know, and it usually causes more problems than it does good. But in this case, I think, you know, like the keyboard that they added to the one song, um, I, I think there's a good chance that these are maybe a little more enhanced versions of what would be played traditionally just because of this opportunity to make the album. Um, but that being said, we are going to song 11, another one I cannot even fathom how it's pronounced so i won't do it i'll just play it for you and here we go This one kind of feels like it's winding down, you know, the campfire party. Maybe it's because it's the second to last song on the album, or maybe it's because it sounds like they're saying night. Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, it's bringing it down again. You know, the party's winding down, the fire's starting to crackle out. Uh, but we're not done yet. We have one more ahead. But this is a really a, another good vocal song. There's some really nice musical textures in here. Um, I, I give it a thumbs up. It's not one I listen to all the time, but it really does have a good feeling to it. And uh, just a, a nice, relaxed, enjoyable vocal, too, I have to say. Pretty cool song. Um, our final song, though, is one I really do enjoy. Uh, it starts out slow, and as the song builds, it just you know, it, it just builds along with it. The tempos increase. It gets a little more crazy. And this would be the song that you end the party on, right? I mean, like maybe maybe there's a guy that doesn't want to leave. So he just starts playing while everybody's, you know, packing up. But uh, this would be the song that would end the party, I think. And uh, yeah, can't pronounce it. Try not to be shocked. I should have asked if you were sitting down first. Yeah, so this is another one with that, uh, you know, person in the background that's chiming in here and there. Nice group vocal. I kind of feel like everybody at the party would be gathering around for this one. You know, everybody's singing together. Uh, as the, the song builds and the tempo increases, though, it, it does get pretty crazy, um, probably more so than any other song in this album. But it, it definitely has a, a fun unity feel to it and one that I, I think would be a good one to end the show on as, as well as the party. Um, luckily it's the last song in the album, so it works out well for both, but yeah, it's, it's a cool song. It's full of energy. Um, I really like the music to it. it. It's just some nice, simple stuff. You know, you don't really need a whole lot for a song like this. 
you could layer a ton of stuff into it, but I think this is one that, you know, that traditional sound just seems to work so well. Why mess with it? Why add a keyboard or, you know, a bunch of percussion or stuff to it? You don't really need to with a song like this. And I'm glad that they didn't uh, do anything really to enhance this song from what I would imagine the traditional version is. Um, but a very cool song, one I, I really love, like this whole album. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed it too. It's probably different for a lot of you that are still listening, um, you know, however many people are to this episode, but it's it's a different style of music than uh, most people, especially here in the States, are used to. And, uh, you know, unless it's something that maybe you brought with you or your family heritage would cause you to listen to this. Apart from that, unless you see it in a movie, there's a good chance you just haven't been exposed to it. And now consider yourself exposed. Um, this is good or bad. Um, but yeah, it's a fun album and I really, uh, enjoyed going over it with you guys. I hope that you enjoyed the review. I hope you enjoyed the songs and maybe you'll check some of them out. You know, maybe you'll get the album for yourself. I don't know. I think honestly, song two is worth the, in, the entire price of the CD, however much you pay for it. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful song, but the whole album, as I've, I've clearly stated is a very, very good album and one that uh, one that I really enjoy. I've taken it with me on many a road trip to Vegas before I moved here. And if I ever went anywhere now, I would bring it with me, but I don't really go anywhere now. So <laughs> where would I take it? Uh, but in any case, yeah, it, it's a great song, a great album. And thank you guys very much for spending some time with me going over it. Hopefully your your horizons have been widened or brightened or whatever it's supposed to be. And uh, you're smiling from listening to uh, a whole new kind of music that you weren't familiar with. Or maybe if you are, it brings back some memories of uh, maybe earlier times or your family or something like that that makes you happy. In any case, I just hope you're smiling, whatever the situation is. Have a great day, guys. We will see you next week for the next episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. Cheers.